Today on The Future of Fandom, we're live. Well, not really, but we talk a lot about being live. My name's Adam Connor. I'm your host, and on this episode, we learn about the ever-evolving world of live shopping and commerce thanks to the perspective of TalkShop Live and its CEO and co-founder, Brian Moore. As you probably know, this world of live shopping was started on television years and years ago. While live-streamed content became more popular across sectors like gaming and then more broadly, Brian was studying trends in the Far East to learn about how the discipline was trickling into shopping. What's resulted is a sharp focus on creating the best shopping experience possible, one which is interactive, always on, and available wherever you are. Since 2018, Brian has been shifting those trends westward and has brought along mega-talent and merchant partners to combine customers and fandoms in unique experiences, which we'll touch on today. Of course, as always, we'll also leverage his perspective on how far we've come to get a glimpse at what the future of live commerce will be. Plus, we'll expand on why every brand should leverage live content as a pillar of its strategy. That's something we agreed on far before we ever met. So let's talk shop, so to speak, and predict the future with Talk Shop Live and Brian Moore. Hey, Brian, how are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing well. This whole world of live commerce is new-ish to me, actually really new to me, because I've never purchased something in a live context and not through some of the ways in which that live commerce is proliferated today. So this is going to be a class for me and our listeners as to what it's all about and what's changed over the years and what you see going forward. So I appreciate you coming on and for educating us, first off. Of course, glad to be here. So just so we set the record straight, let's start with a very brief description of what Talk Shop Live is and why you started it? Like, what clicked in your brain? Like, hey, this is where I got to be. This is where I got to be building. And this is what people are going to want. Yeah. So just to put it out there, TalkShop Live is a live stream commerce platform uh, where people go live, sell their products. The player on TalkShop Live is embeddable, which means everywhere that the video player is embedded, sales execution happens within the video player. So what we really set out to create was a vehicle that really helps connect the retail landscape, right? Between publisher, creator, brand, retailer, and for all of them to win at live stream commerce together, which we can get into when I kind of talk to you about kind of the inspiration behind TalkShop Live and, and, and kind of what we looked at as the model and what it would really take for live stream commerce to be successful here in North America. Okay. So then let me nip this thing right in the bud, a, a comparison that I have in my head, which folks who may be like me and maybe have not yet used this new age of live commerce to interact with a brand or talent or to buy something might have stuck. I want you to break it loose for me. And that is this comparison to a only other way that I've seen something be shopped out live to someone, which is just television. I mean, folks, you probably saw like a shopping channel at night, overnight, an infomercial, something. This is obviously much different. I would say probably better than that from my initial understanding. Can we break it apart what Talk Shop Live is from that sort of like QVC world of old real quick before we even go forward? Because I'm sure people are thinking about that. Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, I'm a huge fan of QVC television shopping and kind of how they created the genre of TV shopping, right? 
But what I will say is that with live stream commerce, I think people who are most successful at it look at it very differently, right? Because when you look at traditional television home shopping, it's very much about the sale of the product. Whereas when you look at what's driving the success in live stream commerce, what it really is, is connecting content with commerce, bringing people into an experience that's shoppable. You know, so maybe if, if it's useful, Adam, I can just kind of jump back and kind of give you the why on Talk Shop Live really quick, because I think that that would be useful in kind of just, uh, you know, explaining this difference. But, you know, I, I worked in television for a long time. I started the social media department at 20th Television, and my whole role was, you know, how to get TV and the viewers to adopt different social platforms and how we would utilize them to create community around what was on television. So I was at 20th Television for about five years. I moved over to CBS where I saw social and digital for Entertainment Tonight, The Insider, all their syndicated programming. And then when I left, it was that time period where influencer marketing was taking off, right? The social media algorithms were starting to shift and impact how people made sales. And I had taken on some really cool clients, basically people that, that in my mind wanted to use social media to not just check the box, but destroy the box, right? So from Vanity Fair around like social clubs around the Oscars and the Emmys to the United Nations to Garth Brooks, right, on his comeback and return. And one of the things that, that I was looking at, because I'd studied Mandarin Chinese for 13 years, and I actually lived there for two, but I watched as live stream commerce took off in Asia and became a billion dollar industry. And I was like, wow, I wish I had the power of this for my clients in the US, but it would need to look different, right? Because as opposed to people driving their fans, their viewers to go download an app, to get into an experience, to potentially buy a product. I was like, what they ultimately need is something that Sales can execute within the video player. They can bring the fans of the talent, fans of the brand, bring them into an experience and have an engaged conversation, which drives social media to do so well, and then allow them to execute the sale within that, right? And ultimately with the embeddable player serve as that, that distribution vehicle that then helps them connect across the whole landscape of the internet. And so when you're looking at the difference between QVC and Talkshop Live or, or television home shopping and, and Talkshop Live, what I would say is it's really about the experiences that people are creating. It's the same shift, I believe, that we're seeing in advertising, right? I feel like people hate being advertised to, but people love entertainment, right? So, you know, if you look at even how advertising is changing is people are really looking to bring people into it, right? And invite them into your brand as opposed to chasing them. Yeah, this is right down the middle of what we are looking at on this podcast. Fantastic. Because uh, this is something that we have talked about in terms of, well, fandom. We did it really early in the show with uh, a gentleman by the name of Pete Flastelica. And uh, listeners, you may remember this, but we talked about how interacting with entertainers today is less this quasi-demigod of well, there they are on the stage and I'm way back here and much more being invited in, as you say. Fandom changes over time, of course, and getting more actively involved is what consumers want. And if that means that 
it's an easier way instead of just looking across the television screen and seeing somebody sell something to it's right here on my phone. It's very simple from a stream. I can just click a link even better. That access really is what people want. And it doesn't matter if it's shopping or, or anything else, but obviously shopping is the key here. So I'm glad that you stepped into that. And as a nod to your studies of the far East, I think we probably on the show should do a better job of like how far ahead markets in Asia are when it comes to tech-enabled offerings, tech-enabled shopping, uh, live commerce, maybe even, I'm glad we're doing that now, but um, those things are, those trends are slowly moving westward, and it's good to know that you saw that and were inspired in part based on that. So to that, there's obviously a reason why those trends are moving westward. I want to know from you next, the way that live commerce has evolved to today, thanks to you and some other players, what have you seen to be the impact on the ultimate engagement with the consumer from the perspective of a merchant? Because obviously a talent uh, is going to always have that sort of palpable direct connection. Obviously it's a little easier now, but I don't think that the merchant and by merchant folks, I'm talking about the brand that has the thing that they're integrating with the talent, knows or knew how to do that as well before this. Have you seen a palpable impact there also? I have. I have. What I often liken it to just when we're, you know, talking about timing is that when I first started in social media, right? I remember when I first got that job at 20th Television, it was a brand new job. It didn't exist when I first got there, everyone was like, what's social media? Do we really need social media? A year later, everybody was like, what's our social media strategy? And then it was, what's our Twitter strategy, Facebook strategy, Instagram? You know what I mean? It was, it became very, very, very important. So it, it, it took that year and then that inflection point and then the adoption. And I think we're at that point with live stream commerce right now in North America, right? I feel like everybody was kind of like, what is this? Do we need to be doing it? We know that it's become a billion dollar industry in Asia. And people started dabbling in it, right? And being like, we need to experiment in it. And now is where we're at the adoption phase, right? Where the merchants, to your point, are adopting it, the merchants and the brands, the retailers are adopting it, and most importantly, the consumers are adopting it. And we believe at Talkshop Live that Talkshop Live is the most adoptable version of live stream commerce because we meet the customers where they are. You're not going into an app you're not going just to one website, right? But because the player's embeddable everywhere, and we have partnerships with Condé Nast, with Hearst, with Ziff Media, like uh, MSN, you know, so our players exist all over. So wherever wherever you go, Talkshop Live is meeting you there, right? So we really serve as a solution for these brands and retailers to meet their customers where they are, even if it's not within their domain, but allowing it to exist in their domain too. But now to, to your initial question that I jumped off on here, you know, in terms of how the brands and merchants are, are really doing with it, I'd say, you know, on Talkshop Live, we've been really fortunate enough to have everybody from Mattel to Pampers to L'Oreal to a lot of PNG products, you know, launch on Talkshop Live. And I think where they've been able to see, you know, beauty and food are our fastest growing categories, right? Books and music were our gateway categories. And where I think these uh, brands and suppliers were able to really see the value is the value in connecting with the retailers. They also have a great value connecting D to C. And what they're able to do is provide that experience 
so that their customers are now having a fantastic shopping experience online, right? I believe that for the past two decades, everybody's been trying to figure out their e-commerce strategy, which is how do we create the best buying experience for our fans? And what Talkshop Live and Livestream Commerce is really going after is how are we creating the best shopping experience for our customers, right? And that engaged experience. And, and, and one example that I'll give you is, you know, when someone was on and they bought the product from, they asked a question, they bought the product from the show. And then later they actually wrote into our, our help desk at, at Talkshop Live. And they, they explained that it, what was so great about it was they didn't just learn more about the brand, right? But now every time they use the product, it brings them back to the experience that they had when they were shopping for it. And I think that, you know, when you're looking at what's a shopping experience versus a buying experience, that's creating a lot more brand loyalty, you know, and in the case of this podcast, fandom for these brands. Yeah, that's where I am trying to draw a line that where, where people cross over from being just a customer into being a true fan. And I'm, and I'm still talking about of a brand here, um, because most of the time with talent or an entertainer, you are a fan first, maybe, and then a customer. Uh, obviously, the ease of, of access, creating the best shopping experience possible, all of these are overarching variables in crossing that line to true fandom. Are there a few others that you can think of or just from your experience over time, a few moments that clicked in your head as, uh, well, I guess, watershed moments from the transition from a customer to a fan? I ask because I assume that you, via the live commerce angle, have a perspective that few others really do, at least now. Yeah. And I, you know, I think we've seen that a lot. And I think a lot of the brands who are on the platform have been able to see that. And that's why, you know, when we talk about live stream commerce, talk shop live specifically, and kind of what we put out there as best practices is that it's not about the one-off show, right? The one-off show, you know, is kind of an, an experience, right? But to kind of create consistent programming where people are connected to your brand in a meaningful way and where a lot of the brands, the retailers that utilize us, what they've seen is that people continue to come back for their programming and their audience grows week over week. Their sales conversion rate grows. So I think that that is a true testament to if you're creating the experience, they will come. And I think the other thing that Talkshop Live really tries to provide to our sellers is to work with them on what is creating the best live commerce experience all about for your brand. You know, a lot of, there, there are a lot of people who can bring on people onto their team who, who come from e-commerce, right? And who come from tech, right? Who come from partnerships. But what we've done in assembling our team at Talkshop Live is our team is very much, you know, obviously we have an incredibly strong engineering and development team. We have a strong partnerships team. We also have a lot of people on our team who come from media because the big thing to be successful in live stream commerce is how are we creating content around the products that we have? Right, Because back to the point that you brought up in the beginning, it's different than television shopping where you're just showing the product. 
offering a sale price and expecting it to sell. With this, you want to create a shopping experience worth talking about, a shopping experience that people want to share, a shopping experience that people want to embed, a shopping experience that people want to pass to their friends. And you know, our team is really skilled, have A, being kind of first to market in the U.S. doing this, but also a lot of people coming from media and content creation on our team. Yeah, that is, um, it's always great to be first here. And it means that you get a pretty serious swing at the bat with some big names, just probably because they haven't quite heard of it before. But I want to transition here into doing a little bit of storytelling. Actually, I'm going to ask you for a story or two, because ever since you started this, you have been ramping up the integrations you have with merchants and talent, the intersection there, everything in between. And for instance, and listeners, I don't know if Brian would say this, but but I, I will. I know that you're doing a heck of a lot of work with Walmart and that Walmart looked around at all these other services that did live commerce and they chose you obviously for a few reasons, which we, you know, we might get into, we might not. But regardless, the frequency has ramped up significantly. I feel like every week on your LinkedIn profile, which I'll link in the show notes to listeners, you can see another great integration you're doing with a consumer electronics manufacturer or a, a megastar, whatever that is. Now, I've spoken about how fandoms interact in the context of product and retailer, had that discussion with Rakuten, with merchant and merchant, had that conversation with Extend, which is a player in extended warranties, but I haven't had it with the intersection of a merchant, a megastar, and a, let's say a manufacturer, and I know that was one of the most recent instances of an integration that you advertised. This is a long pre-conversation uh, here, but listeners, we are releasing this on Tuesday, the 21st of June, and we're recording this on Friday the 17th, and you just talked about on your LinkedIn, uh, Sierra and Samsung and Walmart all coming together. Uh, and I want to learn from that some of your favorite stories of brand building and fandom building through the platform. Just bring this to life for us, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah. So, well, A, I'm super excited about the uh, Sierra, Samsung, Walmart program that's actually happening on the 21st. So when people are listening. Okay. To this, well, this, listeners, you get this in the morning, you get this at, at midnight. So now you know what to do anyway, go on. Yeah. But I think that being able to have the creator collaborate with the retailer and with the brand, and then everybody can embed it within their worlds and also put the embed code in press releases to exist in other worlds. What it really does is it, it creates a lot of distribution for your program so that in addition to your existing audience, you're also able to bring new audience, right? And bring people into that experience with you. The best examples that, that we have of brands, retailers, talent coming together, I have so many stories, but uh, you know, one that really put us on the map in a, in a big way was, you know, Garth Brooks coming on with his vinyl box collection. It was fulfilled by Best Buy. It was embedded on bestbuy.com garthbrooks.com. It also existed on aol.com, todayshow.com, everywhere that picked it up, right? So it was able to really meet all of those customers and people able to come in for that experience. And it, it ended up being a record-selling, not to use record twice, but it ended up being a record-selling sale for Garth's records and put us on the map in a big way, right? To then be followed by, you know, Oprah coming on and 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 then Dude Perfect and a lot of the, the uh, digital stars like Noah Schnacki and uh, Joshua Wiseman. 
But I think what's really incredible as we look at the space and how the space is going to evolve for live stream commerce, right? When we talk about our, our vision at Talkshop Live, it was, you know, it's live stream, it's live stream commerce, right? And, and how that can really benefit brands, retailers, and creators and publishers. But more than that, as we look at how it's changing the, the, the future of, of shopping, right? And creating those experiences for people to come into where you can go into the kitchen with your favorite food network chef and shop their cookbook, but also shop all of the products that they have in the show from Walmart. You know, what it does is it really starts to connect your experience with the brands and with the talent because you're also engaging with them, right? And it's a very meaningful experience, you know, for, for people who bought Oprah's book to have that book delivered to their doorstep and know that they had that personal experience with Oprah. It changes that shopping experiences versus just buying it off of a website, you know, and what it does is it makes people want to come back for their future experiences with those brands. It makes them say, Hey, you know what? I want to follow this. I want to be a part of this. I don't want to miss the next opportunity. Sorry, and before I just keep talking too much because I get super passionate about it, but when we look at how beauty is is one of our fastest growing verticals, right? And we do a lot with Allure, we do a lot with New Beauty Magazine, and we do a lot with independent beauty brands. What's so great is that as people are applying, you know, everybody knows that people love beauty tutorials, Right. But as they're having the the tutorial for the viewers to be able to ask them the questions, right? And then get the product and then the person be able to acknowledge who's actually purchasing it, right? It really, what it does is it connects the dots in your shopping experience. And what we constantly look to do at Talkshop Live is how are we connecting those dots online, but also as, as we look forward, you know, one of the things that we hear from all of our major retail partners is that when people do their talk shop live programs, they're seeing omni-channel in-store sales lifts, you know, for every product that they've had on their programs between 15 and 400%, right? So the numbers don't lie in terms of being able to actually convert sales, but I think What's even bigger than that for the brands, for creators, is to be able to actually give their customers, their fans, their viewers, an experience that they will always tie to that product and tie to the brand to remember. Yeah, I mean, this seems like a pretty clear indictment that live commerce in general and the evolutions therein will be part of the future of most brands, and certainly of your business, obviously. And those numbers are striking to the point that maybe this question is redundant. But I do want to ask, assuming you believe this to be true, why should live content be a pillar of every brand's experience? Well, what I'll tell you about Talkshop Live is we there's a process right behind it. So we recommend doing a promo video seven days in advance of your show. That's shoppable. The live show, that's shoppable. And the replay of that show, that's also shoppable. So why is it so important for it to be part of every brand's experience is because it's the ability for you to connect with your customers in a meaningful way. It's a way for if they're not coming into the store and they're, they're watching online or they're consuming content online, it's an ability to actually touch and engage with them in real time. 
you know, and those engagement and, and those touch points make a difference, you know, and when these brands work with Talkshop Live, they also have best practices, right, which is looking at the behavior of how people operate online so that when you're doing your program in the first two minutes, really get out kind of what the program is going to be about, because there are some people who come just for the first two minutes of the show on the replay. And there are other people who will come for the whole 30 minute experience, you know, so I think it's, Live stream commerce is just looking at our business alone. We were up 800% year over year last year, and we're up already 730% over last year, right? So I think that what that shows is the adoption. I think also looking at it and saying everybody from the Vogue Club, which does a, a bi-monthly show with us, to, you know, allure to all of these publications, GQ, people are, they did a shoppable interview with Scottie Pippen where people could shop from the show while he was getting interviewed. But I think looking as media starts to adopt it, right? And I think one of the things that we're starting to get a lot of requests from is the actual creators themselves, right? Who are thinking to themselves, wow, I don't wanna just be out selling a product. But if I can bring my community into an experience, right, where they see the because right now we live in a, a time period where everybody's looking for transparency, right? And so for people to be able to be transparent with their audience, bring them into an experience and have them remember that experience, that's how you create connectivity to your brand. And just searching a topic online, purchasing it, buying it, you're not having that shopping experience. And I think by getting back to that shopping experience, brands are also getting back to brand loyalty. And I think for creators, it's also, you know, really about authentic connection. Speaking of content creators and connection, uh, we'll go to uh, another, well, let's say conference that carries a C word as we round out here, because uh, as you listen to this, listeners, uh, Brian has just shipped off to Cannes uh, in the southeast of France and um, you know, where they have uh, uh, award shows and fireside chats and everything about creativity. Keep going with these C words. So in, in that way, I want to ask, what are you excited for there? What do you anticipate to see in terms of, well, can I say the future of fandom or maybe just the future of commerce? Like what you anticipate to see be highlighted from the best and the brightest out there when you head out next week as we are all listening today? Yeah, well, I'm really excited because I have the opportunity to do a fireside chat. It's put on by uh, Influential, which is one of the biggest creator influencer agencies in the country. And I'm doing a fireside chat with the head of global commerce from TikTok. And what I'm really excited about is, A, that live commerce is on the map in the way it is and top of mind. You know, obviously, we're seeing all of the big players in the space get into it now, Right. But I think because brands and retailers and creators are starting to see success in it. And for me, what I'm personally really excited about with Talkshop Live and where we fit into that ecosystem is that we're the only player in the space that's really connecting the retail landscape. Right. So when it comes to, you know, your program and because of our embeddable player, right, with the sales execution happening within it and everywhere it is, exists that it's shoppable. So the ability for brands to work with retailers, to work with creators, to also work with publishers and have this mass distribution. And the next phase is, you know, a lot of social media platforms are also looking and, and reaching out to us about partnerships for, for programming and extending with them. And so I think there's a lot of opportunity really 
we look at it as us being the experts in live stream commerce and really partnering across the landscape to allow everyone to collaborate, to work together, to see the most success. And I think what we're able to deliver in terms of the experience that people can provide for their audiences, in addition to the ability for them to to have the connectivity and ability to reach their audiences, eliminating the social media algorithms is really powerful. And I think that as brands and retailers and media are adopting it in such a big way, like that we get to look at it and say, wow, Talkshop Live, you know, we get to do the significant programming that we get to do with Walmart and help them connect with their suppliers to create these amazing experiences for their customers. But the other thing is that it's scalable because I think the point that we're at right now is everybody's trying it and now they need a solution that's scalable. And the VP of brand at Walmart put a quote out there saying that Talkshop Live is their scalable solution for live stream commerce. And and that to me is the greatest quote we could possibly have heard because at the end of the day, when you're doing anything with your brand, you need to consider how is this scalable, right? And so the fact that brands and retailers can come on Talkshop Live, cut their production costs by 95%, see their sales increase, see the distribution increase, and it's something that they can go from doing, you know, one or two a quarter to saying, let's do 20 in a month. I think that that really shows the power of scalability. I totally agree. I I think Listeners, I have a lot of great conversations here with brand geniuses, and I do get a glimpse at what is yet to come. I mean, we are right at the beginning of this of this live world of commerce, and obviously live content been around for a long time. Streaming really picked up. Uh, you can thank all the gamers for that for several years ago. But the commerce side and the shoppable side is just beginning. So to have you here, Brian, learn about one of the you know the real pioneers here and somebody who will likely lead the charge going forward is great. And that has been evidenced by uh, these giant names that work with you. One final question. And since we've talked about a lot uh, about what could be or should be, I want to get your thoughts very briefly, just to fill in the blank on something that won't be. So I'll do the sentence and I'd like you to fill in the blank. Given my expertise in live commerce and how I've seen it grow and transform the way that fans interact with talent and merchants alike, I can tell you that the future of fandom likely won't include any more blank. The future of fandom won't include any more the hard sell. It will be the experience. Clear enough to me. And hey, listeners, you've seen that probably if you're in the business world and you get sold software and various widgets, you know that it's been more experiential buying than than just somebody cold calling you every day. It doesn't work anymore. If you're in a retail shop, you know there's plenty more a, a, you know, AR experiences that you know you put the product on you before you actually buy. Same thing here with live content. The fact that it is interactive, that it is shoppable, that it is, is it weird to say not, not quite evergreen, but certainly greener than it was considering that you can make these things past, present, and future, shoppable, even though it's not the time of the event, all of these things leading to a future, I think, which is uh, much more deeply connected for a, a consumer and then hopefully the future fan. Brian, thank you for all of this expertise. Uh, it's a world that I get really jazzed about, and listeners, you may hear this too, but I, I just think it's wonderful, and I'm glad that uh, I was able to learn more from you directly. Awesome, and thanks so much for having me. Love your podcast. Hey, thanks. As Ken unfolds this week, I'm sure we'll be learning a lot more about the world 
that live commerce and its overarching trends has in store. And I have a feeling that Talk Shop Live will be a big part of it. Thanks again to Brian Moore for joining us. And thanks to you, of course, the listener, for exploring the future of fandom with us today. I'd encourage you to stay connected as we continue to do that. So subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can also find all of our content at livelike.com slash podcast, including today's episode with nice clips. And you can read along if you'd like. Across socials as well, of course, we're on LinkedIn at LiveLike. And we're on Twitter at LiveLikeInc. I look forward to predicting the future again with you real soon. And until then, I'm Adam Connor saying so long and thanks for being a fan.